Hey listeners, Cameron here, and I am so excited to announce that my new album, The Same Sex Symbol, will be released next Tuesday, October 7th. You can get it on iTunes uh, or killrockstars.com, and we'll be having a special edition of Put Your Hands Together in Los Angeles on Tuesday the 7th to celebrate the album release. But really, I think you guys are going to love it if you are at all interested in the fact that sometimes I'm just talking nonsense off the top of my head and you wonder if I have real jokes, please check out Same Sex Symbol. It is taped live in Portland. It's I'm just so happy with it. Super beautiful recording. Please check it out. You guys, it would mean so much to me. Let's sell this album! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Boy, all of the front rows are empty except for those dudes. Yes, fucking true. I don't know where these people are. There was a major traffic jam. Maybe they're still in their cars. I don't know. But I want you to realize that we have an amazing show and you guys are going to get so much more of it. Did you know that's how that works? Like it's just a fractional thing that's divvied out percentage-wise on, you know, who's here. So this is very exciting um, for you guys, because these seats did not sell. So, I, you know, you got, I would say, 525 out of this show, not just $5. <laughs> Give it up for yourselves. I'm feeling pretty good. I went, to a, I went to a great wedding over the weekend. Now, those are rare, right? Like, there's nothing like a great wedding to make you realize how most weddings are terrible. I've been to a wedding where um, a woman was asked if she was going to obey her husband, and I did laugh out loud, which was disrupting to the service. I've been to a wedding where a friend of mine married somebody who's 20. Get in here! Get in here! Let's hear it for these people. Fuck yeah! I can't believe you did that. I mean, you're, you, you got, like, and even the way, are you wearing cowboy boots? They're snakeskin, and look at your legs apart. Like, I get it. You got a big dick, okay? <laughs> Just right in front, legs apart, boots, late to the show. Let's hear it for that, dude. <laughs> also you. Let's hear it for this gal. Uh, I don't know anything about your dick, honestly. I can't tell at all. Um, <sighs> me personally? Big dick. Yeah. Weddings are terrible. Um, no, they're not terrible. I mean, ma- marriage, I think marriage can be lovely. It's just like, oh, yeah, I went to a wedding where a friend of mine uh, from college, she was marrying a man who was 20 years older than her. And that's fine. They found love. But uh, his uh, friend was a pr- became a priest, and he said the mass, and he kept talking about how they were friends in high school, and he kept mentioning the year that they graduated from a high school which was a year prior to when my friend was born. 
I feel like if you have a relationship where somebody is 20 years apart, don't constantly reference 1979. <laughs> just don't constantly. Re- you bring it up, I don't know, just like, oh, the 70s. Weren't we all there? Oh, not all of us? Yeah, this is kind of gross. Got it. I went to a wedding once where um, the bride and groom were taking a vow of chastity until marriage. And again, you know, if that's what's happening for you, uh, I hope it's not a terrible surprise (laughs) how sexually incompatible you are. You should give it a run around the bases first. Honestly, I do think that's true. Just to see how the cleats work. You know, you just like, why would you start them in the game? You know, like you'll get... We all know about blisters. You gotta break them in. And... Oil that glove and other references. You gotta catch the pops and, you know, really get behind uh, the grounders. Um, you gotta swing with a heavier bat. You know what I mean? You gotta put that ring around the bat, swing with that so that when you get out there, oh, the bat's lighter. You gotta cork that bat. Cork your bat. So that's fine, they didn't do that. Um, but I will say this it was a dry wedding, and that's also, you know, they just they didn't drink, that's also okay. Um, but they left, there was a reception, and they left the wedding, or they left the reception five minutes into the reception. Also, a dry wedding. So everybody is sober. Everybody's sober. They come in, just like, we are married! And then they leave out the back door. Now, you guys know why that is, right? Because they took a vow of chastity <laughs> until marriage. So five minutes after they got married, they left their own party so that a bunch of sober family members of both of theirs could look each other in the eyes and just be like, well, our kids are fucking. We're stone sober and we know why they left. I'm going to tell you more about this great wedding later, um, but this first comic is, I just can't even, I don't want to delay a moment more from you having a chance to see him. Uh, that's right. That, that guy uh, is the best. Thought it was that guy. It's that guy. That's the guy. You had a great laugh. Don't you, don't you hide your light under a basket. Um, this, this, this comic, what a hero to us all. He has a great show on Comedy Central uh, called The Kroll Show. You might know it and be a massive fan of it, uh, and you should be. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear right now for Mr. Nick Kroll. <laughs> You guys are new since I was out here. How are you doing? Yeah, how was your day? Wow, that was a really enthusiastic response and in a great way. Terrific. I'm so, yeah, sometimes people are terrified. Not you. You're fucking looking me right in the eye. Giant smile. Beautiful teeth also. Great teeth. You're welcome. This fucking gal, right? How was your day? Yeah, what'd you do? You worked? What'd you do for a living? Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Retail sales, eye contact, teeth, you know what I mean? Um, uh, What do you, uh, what do you sell? Clothing. Mm -hmm. What what kind of, where do you... uh, Made well? Listen, your store is so offensive to my people because lesbians love a great denim shirt, but... All of your shirts are cut for women! And we do not like a shirt that is blousy! 
Thank you so much for taking that on, taking the personal responsibility there. You really are great. Customer is always right. Woman yelled at me from the stage. I said, I'm sorry. I just, I feel like your store is one of those stores that always, like, the, the, the way, the mannequins, I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like a really thick sweater, wellies, and some cuffed jeans. I'm going to go right in here. They don't have my look. They don't have my look in there. What is, what's, what's not working about this? And I'm not, I don't mean, I just want to know, do you guys not understand lesbian fashion, or do you not know what Madewell is? You, you don't know Madewell? Oh, um, wow. That's, you guys must be poor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pop out of the Grove once in a while. Jesus. <laughs> it's a very nice, it's a very nice denim shop. They've got great, great denims that are very appealing to my people. We love a great denim, but um, much like Levi's, I find myself betrayed by the ribbing of their shirts. Uh, Underboobing of their shirts too tight. I have to buy men's shirts from American Apparel. That's not where I buy them. Urban Outfitters, same place. Who cares? Um, it's shameful. I wish that's not where I bought my shirts, but they're cut really slip. The funny thing about a men's shirt from Urban Outfitters is that's exactly what fits a lesbian. Does that make sense to you guys? Think about think about a men's extra small. Think about the kind of men that would buy an extra small at Urban Outfitters. Lesbian. Do you get it? Do you guys get what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about an L.A. lesbian because they just wear like droopy. It's like a tank top and it just goes all the way to here. Do you need to, you need to go to West Hollywood more? <laughs> These are great lesbian fashion shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like short suits are really in for gay men. It's like a, it's a suit, but it's shorts. Oh, my God. But for women, it's all like a fucking bandeau top. And then... A, and then the kind of tank top that looks like it should have Taz airbrushed on it, and you should have gotten it at Great America, which is what Six Flags is called where I'm from. Um, by the way, I'm doing great. Like, I want you to know that actually you're wrong. Like, every where this is, I mean, I just picked an audience member and had an opinion about it, and then I had lots of local f- references. I chastised you. I addressed what wasn't working, asked why, got the answer corrected it I couldn't be doing a better job <laughs> I'm sad for you that th- that that didn't work that great but you know it's gonna you love lesbians um, thank you uh, <laughs> for your support uh, strangely enough coming from you doesn't mean anything <laughs> That's the whole point. You guys get it? Okay. Um, all right. Oh, this is going so great. Now, this next comic, I love him. He is a friend of mine and a dear man uh, in all of our hearts. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Steve Agee, guys. Give it up for Steve. Something happened backstage that I can't let go of uh, about 20 minutes ago. I was in the green room with uh, Rhea Butcher, your lovely co-host. You'll see her later. And she goes, I did this video that was on Funny or Die last week. A, a video. One video. She goes, uh, hey, you were really great in Tiny Detectives. I go, oh, thanks. And she goes, I haven't finished watching it yet. <laughs> it's a minute and a half long. 
It's a minute and a half long. She hasn't finished. Rhea, what the fuck? That's bananas. Yeah, I started binge watching that one video you're on. And, uh, you got about 20 seconds left. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. My fucking head almost exploded when she said that. I, um, I put a coffin on my Amazon wish list yesterday. That's how horrible my year is going. I'm just, uh, yeah, fuck it. I, um, yeah, not going well this year. If you're in the right place at the right time, you can overhear me at least twice a month on my phone going, um, pay the minimum amount due. <laughs> Only the poor people laughed at that joke. Yeah, they get it. They get it. Rich people are like, oh, I didn't know there was an option. I pay my bills in full when they're due, loser. <sighs> it's not just financial. Things are horrible. I, I, uh, I started waking up in the middle of the night with night sweats. That's how out of shape I am. Sleep is now an activity. <laughs> how the hell did that happen? Wake up at like 5 in the morning drenched in sweat like, jeez, oh, I feel like I just slept 12 miles. <laughs> I threw my neck out a month and a half ago, glancing to the left. <laughs> That's all I did. I was in my car and I, I was in my car and I did this. <laughs> did you not catch that? <laughs> Two inches, I moved my head and I couldn't move for uh, three weeks. I had to answer people like, "Hey, Steve." Yeah about Preparation H for the first time ever. That was horrifying. I, uh, I was actually surreal because I've always been the guy high on his couch laughing at the commercials. Like, who could ever go into a store and buy that and look the guy in the eye and have that moment of like, yeah, sh sh shit is horrible back there right now, dude. <laughs> oh, guess what? When you have hemorrhoids, you don't care who knows about it. You just want it to end. It's that bad. I... Uh, I could have easily, <laughs> I had no problem, I could have easily gone into Rite Aid. There could have been a tube of Preparation H this big. I would have grabbed it and marched down the, down the aisles. Like I was leading a band out of that place. I could have also had no problem pulling my pants down in the store and putting it on. That's how bad. Preparation H is so good. It's, uh, if you know anyone, tell them I'll, that works there, I'll tell them I'll do a commercial for free. That's, uh. It actually makes your asshole feel better than before you had hemorrhoids. What? That's... <laughs> the only way I can des describe it for people who haven't had to use it is if you've ever washed your hair with tea tree oil shampoo and then had leftover suds and put them in your butt crack and then, and then there's that moment when you rinse it out. You're like, whoa! That's what... Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. That would have been embarrassing. I told this joke at the improv last week, and afterwards, a woman came up to me in the bar. She's like, hi, I'm a, I'm a doctor, and uh, I just wanted to let you know I work at a clinic, and we're doing a new procedure for hemorrhoids. <laughs> like, just really, just in my face, we do a new procedure for hemorrhoids, and uh, I want to give you my card. She's like, uh, we w this new procedure, it's great, it's not painful. Uh, we work mainly with gay men and senior citizens. I don't know what that has to do with hemorrhoids. <laughs> I was like, okay, and she's like, and it's non-invasive. She goes, most operations up to this point, the doctors laser it off and it hurts like hell. And then she goes, what well, we do, very non-invasive, uh, we tie it off and pull it back into your asshole. 
She said asshole, and she's a doctor. <laughs> she goes, we tie it off and pull it back into your asshole. I'm like, first of all, say anus, okay? <laughs> Second of all, that could not sound more invasive than anything I've ever heard of. How do you pull it into my asshole when you are out of my asshole? Where are you grabbing it from? Um, guys, it's a really interesting time in my web browser's history. <laughs> I'll, I'll burn off some quick ones right now. Hey, hey, it's Toys R Us or it's Toys R Them. We got to decide tonight. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I was in my car the other day and I saw a guy standing on a street corner, a blind guy. I knew he was blind because he had sunglasses and a cane. And uh, he was smoking. That wasn't the amazing part. The amazing part was when he finished... He flicked his cigarette. He's blind. He flicked a cigarette and he's blind. He doesn't know where that's going. That's bonkers me. You should, if you're blind and you're throwing cigarettes, you should be required to like yell shit like, am I standing in gasoline? Someone tell me if there's a fireworks factory next to me. I, um... I have a lot of friends who are having kids, and I've noticed this weird thing with my friends who have uh, little girls. I've only noticed it with girls. I guess I've always noticed this, too, though. Uh, when they're potty training their girls, if the subject comes up at, like, a dinner party or anything, they're like, oh, yeah, Lisa's, you know, she's two now, we're potty training her. And uh, I've noticed only with girls, people say, oh, little girl, you got, you got to teach her to wipe from front to back. Every little girl has to wipe from front to back. It's very important. Little girl? Only with the little girl. Um, how about everyone should be wiping front to back? I don't want shit on my balls. Are there guys that didn't learn this who are literally just wiping and dra dragging it up the front? Like, I did not. My parents were horrible. I feel like something is not right. It, I just wanted someone to tell me when I have to stop doing this. And then they throw it out. Go to the beach. Holy shit. What? What's all over your stomach, Steve? Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I took a shit. Why? How do you wipe? Like a girl? All right, thanks a lot, you guys. Hey, Steve Agee. One more time for Steve Agee. Oh, he's so hilarious. And hey, uh, speak... I just I felt like well now you should meet Rhea Butcher who he's talking to. so let's hear let's hear from Rhea Butcher she's come out hello there you are little buddy that's me sorry I was trying to finish up Tiny Detectives back there yeah you had to finish up Tiny Detectives how, still not do you, done do you know how far how much do you know how long you've got left I have about ten seconds left ten seconds just saving <laughs> it so please nobody spoil it. <clears throat> They're still tiny. They're still tiny. The They're end. still detective. That's a cool. It's a. It's a video. It's got a Kate Mara in it. Yep. And um, our leader, Ellen Page. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Newly elected president. Newly Page. elected president Page. <laughs> Winning by a landslide. Vice presidents Tegan and Sarah. They share <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Yep. The line of succession is it goes down and then over. <laughs> yep. Just a civics lesson. Um, now. Yes. We went to a wedding over the weekend. We did. It was a, oh, we're uh, fiancés. Yeah, yeah. 
I like to sometimes say that because otherwise it's just like, yeah, all comics go to weddings as each other's dates, and then they're also as no that look really gay. But also, I don't want you to, I don't want you to assume it and then to call it out, and then I have to say, yeah, that one time yeah. a girl said that because we were on the same show. We both oh, talked yes. about being engaged to somebody, yes. and then a girl just heckled us by saying, "Was it the other one?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really offensive way to say lesbian. <laughs> there's, you know, there's more than two. Do you guys know there's more than two of us? So it was so depressing when I had to be like, "Yes, it was." Not because you're not great. I no, just I mean, understand. I didn't want her to be right. Um, yeah. It's an unfortunate circumstance. I wanted to be so angry. No, don't no. assume it. We don't all know each other. But in but that case, I was true. like, yeah, we, yep, we are fucking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went to a wedding together. That was rad. Super rad. You're a good date. I am a great date. Um, I like to dance at a wedding. Yeah, you're a great date. Thank great you dancing. so much. Um, I like to dance. But, uh, she likes to spin me around. Yeah. Which, just think about that for a minute. Yeah. Just guess, guess visualize who leads. that. Guess who leads? This one leads. I, I lead, of course. Yeah. Don't say yeah. what. What Thank assumptions you. are you making? Thank you. It makes me feel good. Anything can be possible. About being Where's no around. rules for us? You There's stupid no idiots have rules. Just right. Oh, this one has to do this thing, and this one likes this color. Nope, we can do whatever we want. That I'm short said, and I lead. That being said, I did propose. Yeah, so. Rhea did propose. She's got the shorter hair I on have both this sides. So. <laughs> Legally, I was required. <laughs> um, but yeah, one, at one point in the wedding, you were gone for like a half hour or something. Not a big yes. deal, but I just didn't know where you were. And then it was one of those weddings where there's a photo booth, and then Rhea came back and she just had been taking photos by herself at the photo booth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not taking photos with other people. And the other thing that was amazing about it was that the top one was her with her hands on her hips, sunglasses on. Then the middle one, hands at her sides, sunglasses off. Bottom one, hands on her hips, sunglasses on. <laughs> Imagine this photo strip. It's just a person. Just one person, full body. It was amazing. Hey, the photo strip guy was like, "I dig it." <laughs> so I wish that I, I wish you hadn't proposed, so I could propose after I saw that photo strip. <laughs> I would have well, gotten down on one photo strip knee. Um, you can repropose anytime. Uh, will you marry me? Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> wow, you guys. It's only the second time we ever said that. So in for a treat uh, when we get married in the future. But um, that was cool about that. I loved that when you did that. That made me so happy. And I had another note. Oh, ooh, I was telling you about this earlier. Oh, yes. That I went, I went somewhere today. I w- this is going to be a great story because you blew back from the, real, the realization. Yeah. Get a load of this! <laughs> oh, my God. Hang on. Space for my notes. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Can I interrupt you and say one thing? Yep, of course. About your blowback? I just found out today that Michael Jackson... Owns the patent, well, owned the patent. I think Blanket owns it now. Um, It's Blanket's patent. uh, For anti-gravity boots, which are the things he was wearing in the Smooth Criminal video. Wait, I just have to tell you this. Uh, The fact that you just found that out today uh, is the reason I'm now withdrawing my reproposal. Oh, come on now. Because I have known that since the day I was born. The whole patent part? Yes, I knew it was a patent. Oh, God. Who didn't know there was a patent? Okay, everybody here. We have the same interest, and that's why we're going to be together forever. (laughs) 
No, that's. I think that's one of those really important things that you know. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. not just that. It's also he has the patent for the. You know how when you're looking at a, a photograph of Michael Jackson in a video or on stage, and sure. he's leaning really far forward, and it yeah. seems like it would be impossible. It's because it is impossible. He figured out how to make the shoes to make it possible. You can't do that. Forget it. He already owns it. Well, again, like she said, yeah. Um, it's been passed down to. Uh, Blanket. Tough one. Tough, tough name on that the guy. The hanging um, one. The old over the... The old, the old over the... The old, half, the old half Clapton. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just need, like, a second from that one. <laughs> Woo! Boy. <laughs> A uh, bit of a backdraft? Bit that one? of a backdraft off of that one. Well, um, I was at a... I was uh, making some television today. Making some TV. Uh, 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 some television was happening. And there was a woman who wanted to take a photograph to... Uh, a producer on the show who sure. wanted to um, take a photograph of me. Because, obviously. Um, and for sure. She said to me, hey... Do you mind before you take off if I get a selfie with you? And I said, "Oh, no problem." And then sounds like a hip producer. Yeah, she was pretty hip, <laughs> real hip <laughs> producer. And then she took her phone and she handed it to another person. Oh boy. And I said, "No, <laughs> that is not what this is called. You mean photograph." <laughs> That's where we're at. Like she That's totally where we're at. She couldn't, she was like, is it othery? I can't remember what the word is. Other people's? E? She, for, she forgot what a photograph what was. What a photograph was. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where we're at. That's super sad. It's depressing. It reminds me of how with Polaroid photographs, the original ones were really wet and it came with a little squeegee uh -huh. to take the chemicals off of it. You had to squeegee it off and then shake it because it was actually physically wet. And then everybody just shook all Polaroid <laughs> photos for the rest of their existence. Despite the fact that they were like, no, don't do that. It ruins the photograph. So what you're and saying... So much so that there's a song about it, you know? Um, wait, but so what you're saying is that they changed the method, and so yeah. then later you didn't have to and shake you it? you didn't have to do it anymore. And so you should not have listened to Andre 3000? Not one bit. Do not shake it like a Polaroid picture. Unless you want to crumble apart in 10 years I I I instead of 30. <laughs> Lifespan on a Polaroid. <laughs> I repropose. <laughs> Guys, that's Rhea Butcher. She'll be back later in the show. That was me. And I just want to keep the show going with a great comic. It's her first time on the show. Whenever it's somebody's first time, we go super crazy. Let's hear it right now for Janine Brito. Guys, get up for Janine! <laughs> Buddy. Uh, yes, I'm also a lesbian. I am also wearing the uniform. Uh, there's three of us here. Um, it's weird. I'm, I'm getting at the age uh, where my friends are starting to do grown-up stuff. Uh, like Carmen and Rhea are engaged. Uh, I, I have a friend who's thinking about buying a house, which is weird. Uh, and he's like not doing gangbusters or anything. He was actually out talking to me about it. He was like, you know, I'm thinking about buying a house. It's super cheap, uh, but the reason it's so cheap 
is because the house comes with a 101-year-old woman. <laughs> that's, that's why it's so cheap. An old lady lives there. If he buys the house, when she dies, he gets to move it. Yeah. And he was asking me about it. He was like, I don't know if I should do it. it uh, like, it's a cheap house, but it seems like a pretty big catch. Um, and I was like, hold on, that's not a catch. You're not buying a house with a 101-year-old woman. You're buying a house where you get to know the ghost you're going to be living with. Uh, that's a mighty big perk to me. And like, the least threatening ghost of all ghosts is an old lady ghost. That's... Be real. Like, what is she going to do? She's just going to be like, bring me grandkids. And like, doors being feebly slammed shut. And smells like cookies all the time. I'm not scared. I, I probably, I would be scared of an old lady ghost even. I, I get scared very easily. Um, I, I once lost a week of sleep because a friend told me the plot of Paranormal Activity in a car in broad daylight uh, last week. I recently lost two days because I saw the trailer for the movie Annabelle. Uh, yeah, it's a possessed doll. And when I saw the trailer, I laughed at it because it's an overdone premise and I thought it looked silly and I laughed at it. Uh, so then when I went to sleep that night, I was like, oh, you laughed at her, now she's coming to kill you. Uh, that's how my mind works. And when this happened, I realized, like, I could never have children because I will be of no comfort to them. Like, my kid will come in my room and be like, Mommy, I'm scared of the dark. I'd be like, what did you see? What did you hear? We're moving. Leave it all behind. No, burn it. Burn it so it doesn't follow us. But it's only, it's only supernatural stuff for some reason. Uh, like, I can watch movies and, and read articles about, like, a regular person murderer. Um, but as soon as there's a supernatural element, I lose my shit. Like, if it's a dude with an axe, like something that could actually happen, for some reason in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, thumbs to the eyes, I got this. Like, I'm good. <laughs> and, and it was put to the test recently. I'm, I'm, I live in New York, I'm staying in L.A. for two months, and the first month I was here, uh, I was staying at a friend's place that's free for me, but super cheap for them, because it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around them. They're next to the water and power plant. Um, so there's nothing there. And I got back from a show, and none of the roommates were home. So I sat down in the living room, lights on, with a little book, just waiting for somebody to get back. And while I was sitting there, against the front door, which is right next to the couch where I'm sitting, I hear people grunting and panting, and the door kind of moving. Uh, so I was like, oh, either uh, a homeless person's trying to get in, or people are fucking against the door. Uh, I hoped for fucking, because then it would take however long it takes you guys to finish, and then they would, yeah, <laughs> move it along. Um, and so I kind of waited, and it ended. So I finally, I like look at the little window by the side of the door, there's nobody there. I'm like, all right, the moment has passed. And I go into the kitchen to get myself some water, and in the kitchen window facing me, I'm faced with a silhouette of a person right against the window, staring back at me. Yeah, and they had, like, crazy matted hair. They looked like a murder clown. Um, and, but I was shocked by my response. Like, I, when I saw it, I didn't scream. I didn't pee myself or anything. I, all I did was I went, nope! And then I turned off the lights so they couldn't see inside. I went to the drying rack and grabbed a chef's knife. I got a bottle of whiskey, and I locked myself in the room with my back to the wall. 
Yeah. And like nothing happened. I do think it was a, a homeless person trying to like figure out if this was a, an abandoned building they could sleep in with a light on. Um, but like, what a thing to learn about myself in that situation. <laughs> where when faced with mortal danger, I turn into like an old army vet who's just like, you want to dance? Let's tango, brother. <laughs> like, who am I? And like, yeah. And like, the whiskey wasn't to hit someone over the head with. That was for me to take the edge off. I drank half a bottle of Jim Beam over the course of the night so that in case I had to defend myself, I could be like, I don't feel a thing. <laughs> Mama's gonna sleep fine tonight. That's who I am. Deep down inside. It's a surprise. I have a lot of I have a lot of straight dude friends as as a comic. That's mostly who I hang out with is, is straight guys. Um, and like my friends, they're they're cool most of the time, but they do fuck up from time to time. I was hanging out with some dudes after a show there in the green room, uh, bragging about their escapades. Uh, and one gentleman started talking about an okay Cupid date that ended well. Um, <laughs> and he said it ended with a standard blowjob. <laughs> and he kept saying it over and over again. Standard blowjob. Um, and I became living. Standard blowjob? Are you kidding? Let's break down what goes into a blowjob, shall we? You're taking a penis where pee comes out of and putting it in your mouth where your taste buds are. Hanging out next to balls and a butthole, just like really sticking it out until the other person climaxes into your head. And then you decide what to do with it. Standard blowjob. Fuck you, sir. I don't care if it's the worst blowjob you've had in your life. The only way to describe any blowjob is to say a goddess knelt before me (laughs) and performed miracles. (laughs) That's the only way. The only way. I've received blowjobs wearing a strap-on. I can't even feel that shit. And I'm like, this is amazing! So just appreciate what you have, gentlemen. That's going to do it for me. Thank you guys so much. you guys. All I'm going to say about Janine Brito is she is 100% correct. And you dudes better fucking listen to what she was talking about. No, I'm serious. Think about it. Take it home with you. Pray about it. Meditate about it. These women are goddesses. Pray to them! That's all for me. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm serious. Tweet at me about it. I'm giving you seven days. And after seven days, you better be converted to believe that every blowjob has come down from God, (laughs) been graced upon you. And then you better go down on every woman you ever meet for the rest of your life. (laughs) On the first date! (laughs) Maybe even during dinner. (laughs) All right, we're going to keep this show right on rolling. You guys ready to go?
Keep it going? Awesome. This next comic, it's his first time on the show, too, so we're going to go crazy for him. He's in town for sh from Chicago. Give it up, you guys, for Zach Peterson. All right. How are you guys doing? Doing well? Having a nice time? Awesome. Well, let's continue to have a nice time. I'm going to be nice, so that's nice. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to like say anything divisive or anything. You know, I'm not going to perpetuate any negative stereotypes you or I may have about certain groups of people. But uh, can we agree old men love ducks? <laughs> yeah. I have three grandfathers, all very different people. One's a lawyer, one's a drunk, one's dead. All love ducks. Here's why I bring it up, all right? Uh, here's why I bring it up, because I'm starting to have unwanted and unneeded duck thoughts. <laughs> and I'm driving down the street, and it's like, a mallard is a valiant bird with a quiet strength and a green head, and I can't stop it. <laughs> can't stop? I'm, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm going into being an old man, so I have to love old ducks, you know? I, 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 can't, I can't stop it. Like, all the things I used to like, like sex, danger, and fire, mm-mm. No, now I just get jazzed about webbed feet. I've turned into my father is what's happening because my father has no idea what's going on. You know, he has no recollection of what's cool, what's hip. You know, perfect example, he called me up there and he goes, oh, Zach, you're going to think I'm real cool. <laughs> and normally, when an elderly man says that to you, you're not going to think they're real cool. <laughs> you know, you're going to think they're a sociopath. They're going to say something like, I was at the garage sale. I saw a Sega Nintendo. I said, whoop, there it is. Everybody laughed. What are you talking about? <laughs> but he calls me, he's going, he says, uh, Oh, Zach, you're going to think I'm real cool. I was driving on the interstate, and I started coughing, and I passed out. <laughs> I woke up going 70 miles an hour on the median. I did not scream. I got back on the interstate like I was James Bond. <laughs> I've never seen Moonraker. But I assume that might be the one where he almost dies because he has bronchitis in a PT cruiser. <laughs> Could be wrong. Uh, when my grandfather died, speaking of men in my family dying, I guess. Uh, <laughs> when my grandfather died, I got his gun. Yeah. Never wanted a gun. <laughs> I never wanted... I can't give it back. He's dead. He's going through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't... Well, when I had the gun, I really enjoyed having the gun. Because at the time, I lived in a really dicey neighborhood in Omaha, Nebraska. And when I say that in Chicago, people are always like, it's Nebraska. How bad could it be? <laughs> Did the wimble over Sally's lemonade stand and Sheriff Joe had to go pick it back up? Is that what happened? <laughs> no. There's poverty and desperation everywhere. All right? We know that. And being around poverty and desperation doesn't make you cooler, doesn't make you any more cultured. If that was the case, then all of Sub-Saharan Africa would be David Bowie. <laughs> but it changed my opinions about guns. It did. It did, because I was raised extremely liberal. And when I say extremely liberal, I don't mean like, oh, Democrats are nice. No. My mother is a bisexual social policy professor put in jail multiple times for civil disobedience. All right? My astrological sign is a recumbent bicycle. But it changed my opinions because there's a, there's a binary way that we're supposed to talk about guns, and that's it. It's like, no, one, there's two, one of two ways. Uh, I went into it too quick. You see that? Uh, <laughs> 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 but there's, a, 
there's one way, it's like, nobody should have guns. Nobody. It's like, okay, that's a great thought. That's wonderful. But we don't have a gun hole to put the guns in and go, hey, no more guns, sweet. That's not happening. And there's the other way that's fucking crazy. You know, like, everybody should have guns all the time. To keep it from being shot, we should give them a gun. That's crazy. That's like saying, I want to lose weight because I want to fill my mouth full of food. That way, I can't put food in there. <laughs> There's a difference between gun owners and gun nuts. And you know gun nuts because they hate governments but love flags. my family that crossed that line last Christmas when he gave another member of my family for Christmas two assault rifles that he made. Oh, yeah, man. shit. I didn't know you could make assault rifles either. I assume they have macaroni and glitter on them, even more they come from here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's not, that's not the most fucked up part. The most fucked up part is when he gave me the assault rifles, he's like, oh, you know, this first one's your everyday assault rifle stuff. You know? And then uh, <laughs> the second one goes, I want you to take this and bury it in your yard. And dig up when you need it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the line, right? That's the line from something bad might happen someday. I hope it doesn't. But if it does, be prepared to something bad's definitely going to happen. I need a pirate treasure gun. <laughs> the ACLU's going to come take my satellite dish. They know that I know the cake boss. It's too much power. <laughs> uh... Thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, you can be at home with the internet, and that's a great place to be. Uh, and they got the Netflix with the Ken Burns on it, and I love Ken Burns. Anyone else like Ken Burns? Oh, okay, okay. If you don't know who Ken Burns is, Ken Burns is a documentary filmmaker who makes uh, American documentaries. They're like 20 hours long about things that are uniquely American, you know? Like, I watched one of the Civil War, 24 hours long, you know? At the end, I was like, that is the best Civil War. Holy shit. <laughs> The Spanish should not have bothered with their weak-ass civil war. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> and then I watched the one on baseball, 19 hours long. I don't like baseball, but I cried a lot. <laughs> if Ken Burns made a documentary about something I gave a shit about, I would lose my mind. <laughs> If Ken Burns made a documentary about drinking box wine and watching Ken Burns documentaries, <laughs> just be like, Martha, hmm, dearest Martha, I regret to inform you I've not left this couch in a fortnight. This wine tastes like fermented air. Tie swing and the Wi-Fi's all fucked up again. <laughs> Anyways, I hope the North wins because the South... They seem like dicks. <laughs> Yours forever, Zachary. Thank you for your time, guys. Let's go read back up here. Guys, give it over to Zach. Come on. We have two comics left. Both of them are amazing. How has the show been so far? I mean, I agree with you. It has been a great show, and both of these comics are going to keep that going, slash possibly even surpass your expectations up until this point. And so that's a lot. Uh, that's nice. I think it's also her first time on the show, which is great, because remember from earlier, when it's somebody's first time on the show, we go extra crazy for them. I don't know if you guys remember that. 
from earlier. <laughs> but please, let's hear it right now from Megan Keister, guys. Give it up for Megan! documentary I would like to show you after this comedy program. Hey, yes! My reputation has preceded me. This is my first time on the show. Yes, the other day I drank an entire bottle of wine at a Neutral Milk Hotel concert and then went to Dave & Buster's. Had to wait too long for service, so I went to Buffalo Wild Wings afterward. It was my second time going to Buffalo Wild Wings in that day. That is true. I contain multitudes indeed. Yes, I've been on the Huffington Post's list of the top 11 teen ladies you should follow on Twitter who don't mind condescendingly being referred to in mass as funny ladies. Yes, I've been one of Split Satter's fuck of the weeks. Yes, yes, I'm crazy in the sack. As a matter of fact, every time I'm about to perform coitus with somebody else, I just sort of hunker down and I go, everybody heard about the bird, have you heard about the bird? The bird is crazy in the sack, I'm saying it's just crazy, period, maybe. Maybe I'm just fucking crazy, you know? And I'm willing to go on the record and address all of that. That's all common knowledge. Read my wiki. But there's been a lot of rumors about me going around. One that I'd like to address right now. Um, I am, in fact, the devil. Guilty as charged. And I have naturally come here to do the devil's work. The devil's crowd work, that is. Hey, where are you from? What's your ethnicity? Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Just kidding. These empty chairs are actually my target demo. <laughs> so one promise, you'll get at a Keister show, no eye contact, zero eye contact. Not here to create a dialogue, folks. You know what I mean? Yes, you work retail. Hey, it's a living. I get it. <sighs> I'm feeling pretty chill right now, though. Feeling pretty centered. Just got back from an epic gentrification down the street in Echo Park. It's pretty tight, it's pretty chill, but I gotta say, man, boy, is my privilege tired, you guys. You know what I mean? My invisible knapsack is just filled with so much privilege, it's weighing me down. It's almost like you can fill an entire Chavez Ravine with all this privilege in my invisible knapsack. Can I keep sociology major guilty as charged? Sorry, sorry. Hey, my degree is as unmarketable as yours is, so get off your high horse and get on my level, okay? Thanks, appreciate it. Let's do a topical chunk right now. Let's do a topical chunk. You heard about this drought, right? You guys heard about this drought? Pretty big deal. Don't worry, though. Just found a solution. Perf solution. Here's the solution. If you came to Los Angeles because you really wanted to direct, um, you're not allowed to take a shower anymore. <laughs> and if your parents didn't vote for Jerry Brown and you didn't vote for Jerry Brown, you can't drink water. What I'm trying to say is this is my state. We're full. Get out. Get in the Camry. Get out. Get out. Go back to Emerson or wherever the fuck you came from. You know what I mean? More topical. More topical material. You guys heard about this Iggy Azalea broad, huh? Right? You heard about this broad, right? You hear about this broad? You know how when um, immigrants have to, when they come to America and they want to live here the rest of their lives, they have to take an American history test? to indicate that they know anything about the area of the world in which they want to 
stay until they die. I think Iggy Azalea should have to take a black history test. <laughs> and if it turns out she knows who Medgar Evers is, she can say, who dat, who dat, as much as she wants. <laughs> but if she doesn't, maybe she should just get on the train from whence she came. You know what I'm saying? Hey, all right. More topical material. Expendables 3, right? Let's act like that's still topical. Let's do that. Expendables 3, you've seen these billboards? You see these billboards? 14 men, one woman. Pretty fucked up, right? I mean, who gave that cunt a gun? You know what I mean? Why, sir? Why? Who gave her? You can't give a cunt a gun, you know? More topical material that's no longer topical at all. Obamacare, yes, let's talk about it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Shambolic mess much? Yes. Can't say I'm surprised, though. Just another in a series of lies from Barack Hussein, think about it, Obama, <laughs> started before he even got elected. So that during his administration, we would have hope. You know what that turned into, ladies? Big fat nope, am I right, huh? <laughs> nope is my pet name for the new pope. We have a new pope during his administration. <laughs> they also have been telling us that he quit smoking. Pretty sure that motherfucker still looks cool as hell, am I right, huh? Show me the drones, show me the drones. Actually don't, I'd prefer not to live in a world with drones. But I don't think we need Obamacare. I don't think we need socialized medicine in the same way that we don't need schools or roads or really any sort of infrastructure at all. I think we should be allowed to roam around in packs like feral dogs, <laughs> communicating via a series of barks and grunts. Because I mean, no one speaks English anymore. Am I white? Yes, I am, so I'm wrong. I'm very wrong. How white am I? I cried when Steve Jobs died. That's how white I am. You know what I'm saying, huh? How white am I? I want to connect with you on LinkedIn. Am I right? Hey, how white am I? Hey, yeah, my family still owns slaves. We just call them interns, all right? You know what I'm saying? Capitalism, new slavery, wake up, sheeple. Call back. That's a sheeple call back. Sheeple call back right there. You guys like impressions, huh? It's America. Everybody loves fucking impressions. New hot impression I've been working on. This is my impression of every woman in any Judd Apatow movie ever. Evan, you have to put down the bong and pick up your son. That's the impression. <laughs> Can extract. Oh my God, you're still wearing that Dinosaur Jr. shirt? Ugh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Turns out Judd Apatow really likes Dinosaur Jr. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Turns out he's also been having a great few years. So good for him, you know what I mean? Good for him. Good for him, good for Lauren Michaels, good for the whole gang. Just love them all. Just love them to death, love them to pieces. I was talking to my mother on the phone recently. She was asking me, how do you do it? How do you just get up there every night and just make audiences giggle and smile? You know, how do you do it? Where do you find the energy? And I was like, well, how do you sit on your dumb ass and watch television until you die. I was born to do this, you know what I mean? Asking me to stop is like asking Charlie Sheen to stop winning, it's impossible. Yes, I made a Charlie Sheen reference in the year 2014. No, I'm not afraid, yes, I'm a hack. We've already established this. How much time do I have left career-wise? None, fantastic. No representation, no representation, no representation, no representation, not even a, not even a nibble. Not even a nibble. You know what I mean? With this rubber face? Come on. It's fucking embarrassment. I'll leave you guys with a little mini story. Recently turned, for the purposes of this joke, 30 years old. Actually just turned 31 years old. No big deal. But in the process of turning 30 years old, my grandmother asked me how I felt about it. And 
naturally the answer to that question was that I felt nothing because that's how she raised me to feel nothing. <laughs> but I was thinking about it. I was thinking about the fact that when my grandmother was my age, um, she had met a man who said that he would you know, support her and her children financially for the rest of their natural lives. And I, he sure should did it. And I know if a man were to approach me with that sort of sweet deal, <laughs> first thing I would do with all that sweet scratch is go down to the mall, get a t-shirt custom printed up that says, this is what a feminist looked like. <laughs> Boom, amazing closer. I'm so great at closing, thank you. Megan Keister. She changed your lives. You guys had your lives changed, so that's very exciting. What a, you're, you're smiling your head off. How was your day? Oh, but look at that. It's a big fight, yeah. Um, all right, uh, number one. What celebrity do people tell you that you look like? Hat? Nope, hat. She got, you want to, okay. What celebrity do people tell you you look like? You look exactly like Sarah Bil Gilbert. <laughs> Ask me like, for my autograph, and I'm so disappointed I didn't do it. Um, number one, do that every time in future. Uh, you're currently dating the former lead singer of Four Non Blondes, in case you need help. <laughs> no, that's true. I'm just giving you that information. Sarah Gilbert's one of mine. Um, anybody else? Lesbian trivias? <laughs> That's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. How are you, sir? Yeah, you. Yeah, you, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. What'd you do today? Nothing, really? No? Not a thing. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? I believe that socks and sandals. I get you. I'm not laughing at your choice. I just believe that you literally did nothing. <laughs> you were like, eh, put these on here. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you for making it to the show. Let's hear for that guy. He did nothing and yet still was motivated enough to join us. How about you gals over there? How are you doing? Wow, this part of the show got very scary for a lot of people. Sarah Gilbert's the only one who was like, I need to tell you that people think I look like Sarah Gilbert. It is the whole reason I came to the show. <laughs> You do. <laughs> That's my view on that. She's not on that. She's on the talk, right? I don't know what she's on. Who cares? She's on the view? No, she's on the talk. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. Do not step to me in this way. You will find yourself ill-prepared. <laughs> So, uh, gals that I scared the crap out of, are you okay? Is everything all right? Do you have a good day? Yes? Yes? What did you do? You went to Santa Monica? Are you, are you visiting? Yes. Yeah, where are you visiting from? Georgia and South Dakota. Did you know each other before? From what? I actually, hang on, hang on. I just want to say, though, I can't even imagine, you guys, imagine Georgia. Now imagine South Dakota. I want everybody in their mind to think of the way that those two places could have possibly intersected. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the Netherlands and she's from Zaire. 
Uh, how do you guys know each other? They lived in Georgia with you. And then you were like, we gotta get out of this shithole and move to nothing. <laughs> How's, how are the Dakotas these days? Cold. Really? Already? What the What are you doing there? Reason? I mean, did you move there for a specific reason? You're all, wait, what, what, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off and just predicting what you're going to say. Uh, I'm so sorry. You're all military, you're all from military families. Are, um, are you young right now? How old are you? How old are you people? You look like regular adults that could have an apartment. Do you live like on base with your parents or something? No, hus wives, what's going on? Husbands? No, you are in the military. What's happening? Your dad's retired? In South Dakota. In South Dakota. After being stationed there. After being stationed there. Yeah. And you moved there with them. Yeah. When? How long ago? Years ago. Years ago. Got it. Years and years ago. But your old childhood friends from when you all lived in Georgia when your dads used to be in the military together? And... <laughs> Then later, you followed your parents, became adults, still stayed. <laughs> I'm not down on South Dakota, but get out of there. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys, first of all, how awesome that you guys are still in touch. And also, thank you so much for sharing. What? I got choked up. No, I just have a weird vocal problem. I don't give a shit. Um... <laughs> No, thank you so much for sharing uh, your vacation with us. Let's hear it for them. So sweet. Okay, now we've got one final comic. He is a doozy. <laughs> I mean, he's a great comic. I don't know why I said that. That, 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 could, that could go anyway. He's terrible. We ended the show with somebody awful. No, he's very good. Um, I love his stuff. You're going to love his stuff. Hey, I, uh, I, think, like, he's, I think he's one of my favorite comics to watch in L.A. So let's do it right now for Mr. Andy Haynes, guys. Give it up for Andy. Wow. Hey, how is everybody? I don't feel like I'm going to be able to do something compelling enough as that story of childhood friends. I'm going to be honest. And I am a doozy, you guys. I'm quite a doozy. How are you, man? I like your Supreme flip-flops. How much do those cost? Come on, spit it out. <laughs> like a $100 flip-flops. You're like, yeah, but they're dope. They're dope. But they're a hundred dollars. Yeah, but um, <laughs> how is everybody? You guys good? Woo! Tuesday night. I like that you guys were like. It's instantaneous that you guys were tourists when you said we went to Santa Monica for the day. <laughs> like nobody in LA would ever go to Santa Monica. We hate it. Like you're like you went to Santa Monica. Are you all right? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> It's easier to get to South Dakota than it is Santa Monica. You guys, I'm going to do a lot of regional geographical humor tonight, and I'm never going to remove my hand from this position. Um, Cameron was talking about what people look like. I look like a bully from all of the 80s movies. That's what I look like. I, I look like if you're in love with a lady, I'm going to challenge you to a ski race. Guess what? I'm going to win. I'm great at skiing. I don't look like this for nothing. Uh, 
I'm also uh, I'm also I'm depressed. That's something I am. I'm, I know I don't mean to bring it down. For some reason, you can't say you're depressed even if you have depression. People are like, "Oh, you're like, no, it's like a thing. It's fine. I take pills. It's okay. You got it." <laughs> no, but I, I I I didn't know I was depressed until I moved to L.A. because I lived in Seattle my whole life, and you can just be fucking depressed there, and everybody's fine with it. <laughs> Nobody ever bothers you about it. Nobody's ever like, what's wrong? We're just damp and we're moping around looking for something tall enough to jump off of. <laughs> but you can't be depressed in L.A. Everybody's so fucking happy. It's always sunny. Everybody's like longboarding to pet dolphins. <laughs> Driving around in a Prius with their rescued animals and their organic vegetables. Everything's so positive. You can't be depressed someplace you can pick an avocado out of a tree. You're like, I was going to kill myself, but now I got all this guac, so. Guess I got a reason to live. <laughs> Isn't it weird when somebody doesn't like avocados? Get those kind of people out of your life. Uh, guacamole is so expensive that when I see a lot of guacamole, I get, like when you're at Chipotle and you see that big tub of guacamole, I get the same kind of feelings that I get when I see them counting money at the bank. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of shit. I'm depressed and uh, I have all these like asshole new agey friends in LA, like the kind of people that have a Buddha statue but also do cocaine, like those fun, those fun interesting folks. They're always like, have you noticed like everybody's against medicine now? They're always like, don't take medicine. Drink ginger. You're like, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> Trust, it'll work. The natives did it. It's like, yeah, but they live till 30. Um, <laughs> but I take antidepressants and they'll always be like, Andy, aren't you worried that something like the antidepressants are just masking something that's really wrong with you? It's like, yeah, that's what medicine does, dummy. <laughs> That's why I take it, you idiot. <laughs> also, there's no like yoga position I can do to not have been molested as a child. <laughs> do you guys have a problem with that joke? Does anybody have a problem? Because I did get molested and I don't feel bad about it. So if you feel bad about it, go feel bad by yourself. I feel great about being molested because I was a sexy fucking kid. I don't know how to break the news to you guys. I worked out a lot. I had a little six-pack. I sent a couple babysitters to prison. But I don't want that shit to happen to other kids. Like, it's traumatic. Like, I sit in the shower now. And, um... That's supposed to be funny, but whatever. <laughs> it's so hard, because I, like... This is, like, my real life, and I'm not that fucked up over it. I got more, too, by the way. Uh... But people, like, I try to talk to people about it, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> like, they can't laugh at it, so try. Um, but, you know, I don't want that to happen to other kids. So if I see, like, a family in a park, I will warn them. I'll be like, hey, you should be careful. You have super sexy kids. <laughs> and then I moonwalk into my ice cream truck. Anyways, no big deal. Just doing the Lord's work. <laughs> oh, hey, stop it. Uh... You guys uh, familiar with the Batman? <laughs> I recently watched the Batman trilogy. If you guys don't know what that is, uh, it's the most recent three Batmans. 
There weren't really Batmans before these three, right? We can all agree on that? Like, they tried some Batman... It was like practice Batman movies, but they're not the same. They're not real Batman movies. And I was watching them, and I love those movies so much, but I did notice this for the first time. If you're familiar with the Batman movies, you will know that Gotham City is a city that loves to have public ceremonies. (laughs) Even though public ceremonies usually go fatally wrong in Gotham City... Like, the mayor usually dies. Why is anybody ever asking for a change of location? Like, I, I want to see that in the movie. Like, somebody be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have the swearing-in ceremony on, like, the front steps of City Hall. Somebody's like, why? I don't know, the last time a clown climbed out of the sewer and killed the mayor with a poison feather? Maybe that's why we shouldn't do it there anymore? Dale? I don't know. You guy's name's Dale. I got married this year. I also got divorced. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Seven-month marriage is like a really expensive trip to Crate and Barrel. But uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with the divorce thing. It's great. I got this new uh, receding hairline from it and uh, a healthy cigarette habit. But um, the one bummer about it, I will say the one bummer is I have to get a new car. And nothing's wrong with my car but I drive a station wagon, and you can't drive a station wagon as a divorce guy. It's too sad for everybody else on the road. (laughs) There's a lot of room back there (laughs) for a family. Ah. (laughs) I'm just glad I didn't get the stick figures on the back window. You guys know what I mean? Because then you'd see me in a Staples parking lot crying as I exacted off the wife and children. Just leaving me and a dog and some peculiar distance between us. Like, what's this relationship between this man and this dog? They don't trust each other. You guys have been really wonderful. Thanks so much. Have a great night. And Andy Hayes. One more time for Andy Hayes. Oh, more th- honestly, more than that. He was terrific. And that is our show for tonight. We are here every Tuesday night. You can also listen to this show as a podcast. If you ever can't make it here to watch the show live, you can check out feralaudio.com. You can find Put Your Hands Together on there, and you can listen to it, and it'll make your life better. Uh, So let's hear it for that. You guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much for coming out. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.